0: it's not playing with lex and dan it's time once again for america's favorite podcast but that one's not available so instead you have not playing with lex and dan i'm lex i'm dan and tonight it is the thrilling culmination of the original Star Wars trilogy where I for the first time will get to see Return of the Jedi episode 6
1: and you've never never before seen this one
0: I believe I have seen a clip because I believe I have seen Ewoks running around like okay. if they look sort of like little furry teddy bears or something that I have definitely seen a shot of that okay if they don't look like that then I don't know what I've seen <laughs> here's what I expect Return of the Jedi the Empire has struck back, as we all know. Nothing gets by you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, so, the Return of the Jedi. I mean, not that the Jedi ever really went anywhere. So, I believe it means you know the return to to dominance, the return to uh, defeating the uh, evil Empire. And uh, I think that's what's going to happen. I, so, here's what's going to have to happen, right? We're going to have to go visit Jabba the Hutt. Okay. Um, Princess Leia is going to be slave bikini style. I don't know how that's going to have happened, but it's happened. We're going to free her. At the same time, we're gonna uh, recover carbonated Han, and we're gonna uncarbonite him using the fancy uncarbonifier. <laughs> I think you can get one of those from SodaStream. Yeah, yeah, and uh, then they're gonna return. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> short, short movie. Yeah, the I, well, so they have to land up on. Uh, I don't know if Ewoks I, I believe I just talked about this on a previous episode. I believe that they're related in some way to Wookiees. I'm not entirely sure. But I feel like we gotta go to a planet of the Ewoks, which would have been a great sequel. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a Chewbacca planet or not. But anyway, we gotta go there. I don't know why. Uh we're gonna have to hang out with Yoda some more. But I really just have no clue other than I'm guessing that Luke wins. Um I guess I have not yet seen Luke and Leia discover their siblingness, so that'll have to happen. <laughs> luke i am your sister she will not say
1: (laughs) he's really getting sick of family members announcing themselves (laughs) in that way
0: is anybody else here related to me (laughs) everyone like slowly raises their hand (laughs) anyone who's not a relation of luke's please step forward (laughs) not so fast chewbacca yeah uh but that's about all i know i really have no clue what to expect i do expect oh i know another thing because the the mask comes off and you see darth vader's weird bald pasty head
1: Mm. Which we saw a hint
0: of last time in Empire. Right. We saw the top of it or something. And I think now you get some face. I think you get a face. I think Luke takes off his mask. And I think maybe that's happening when Darth is dying. Is it Darth. Sorry. You know, I, I recently saw wow. uh, a new you hope. You got very familiar with him. And I know that in A New Hope, we frequently call him <laughs> Darth. Um, Please. My father is Darth. <laughs> but I, I feel like maybe Vader dies, which I didn't put together until just now. I feel like that might happen. Okay. I feel like that might happen. I don't All know. right. Those are some good predictions. But I really, I am I will tell you, I'm genuinely excited to know where the story goes, because this is the one that I feel like I know the least about. Other than those things I just mentioned, which is not a plot. It is simply <laughs> Details. things that happen. Yes. Uh, I have no idea what the story is. Just none. But okay. I, I'm expecting right. the Jedi will win. All right. Hashtag Team Jedi. That's, that's a, I mean, there aren't a
1: lot of Jedi, so i guess they have to return in order to win maybe i don't know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay i'm guessing
0: there's no mace windu in this one (laughs) prediction
1: well that does raise one point which is uh, as we discussed prior to watching star wars and i think i i think it only came up during the commentary of empire but not as important there we are watching the despecialized edition of return of the jedi so this is Mm -hmm. the true to the 1983 theatrical version or as true as it can get so there are there are changes in the later re-release of jedi that are not present here. Here. does mace windu show up no that was that was okay. a joke but i will i will tell you as we go if there are any significant ones there's a maybe one or two that are you know things that people kind of roll their eyes at but
0: are there star wars fans who would say that because i'm watching this despecialized edition right now that i haven't really seen star wars yet <sighs> probably but they're wrong <laughs>
1: it's i i don't know i i I have a complicated relationship with the special editions, the 1990s editions, because I saw those in the theaters. And I remember at the time being wowed by them because there was, you know, imagine knowing a movie your entire life and then seeing, like, new parts There's of new it. Stuff and you're it. like, what? Yeah. What is this? And you get really excited and jazzed. And it wasn't until later that it sort of sunk in that, you know, a lot of the things... After
0: the sort of shininess wore off, you're like, does that actually make this a better movie or a worse movie? Not the same thing, but I'm a big fan of a, a trilogy. I believe you have not seen uh, The Godfather. I've seen the first one. You've seen the, okay, <laughs> uh, the second best of the three, and there's a, a special version that's I think it's just the first two movies. It might be all three. A special version. I can't remember for whom it was made, but it's like a one movie version of of all three i guess oh yeah and yeah. I've it's heard edited in a different way and it's edited with other scenes that have never been and so i had the same because i've seen the godfather a lot of times at this point which is a long commitment i think they're even longer than the Sorry. Yeah, oh movie. yeah oh yeah but there's others and you're like there's whole plot lines that you're like where did those come from so i know the feeling i'm guessing guess you're
1: not a you're not a fan or have never seen blade runner Correct but there there are like multiple different versions of that, and I can't keep it straight because there's like a director's cut, a final cut, like,
0: it's just <laughs> I yeah there's there's a minority opinion that I hold, probably many, uh, but this one is that my favorite of the Back to the Future movies is the second one. Oh, I love of the second one why I yeah. like it is because you get to look back at the first one through a new lens, and I thought that was so cool so again I think i can I think I can empathize with your marveling at the special edition, even if it's not your preferred edition.
1: Lex, I kind of wish that I hadn't seen Back to the Future just so we could watch it on this show, but oh, I've seen it many, fun. many times. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I understand. All right. Well, anything else? Should we say anything else before we go? The, the, the we only thing I on want the it?
0: listeners to know is that the next movie series we're going to watch on this show is The Human Centipede. So get <laughs> right. It's just one movie, but it loops around at the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
1: Uh, no, I'm ready. I'm fired up. Well, okay. We have one movie to go after this, which is The Force Awakens from 2000. That's even
0: newer than Rogue One, right?
1: No, Rogue One came after. Rogue One was Rogue last one came year after. Yeah. Oh, okay,
0: Cause, so Force Awakens is going to be the JJ one. Okay,
1: yes, yeah. So we'll, we'll come JJ back. JJ one, another name for Rogue One. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to that in the following episode, and then we'll have to figure out how we're going to handle Episode Eight, the Last Jedi, if all because I feel like after that point, I'm curious to see if you'll want to be like, oh, I need to know what happens in Episode Eight. So
0: I mean, I'll want to see it. I don't know if I would go see it in the theater unless you came to New Jersey and went to see it together. Oh
1: man! All right. Well, I'll, I'll think about it. We can. We'll start a GoFundMe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we'll have my curly running for (laughs) us please pay for my train ticket down to see lex i'll pay for the movie ticket if you get here (laughs) okay fair enough fair enough those are about equal but you're on tap for the popcorn all right deal
1: okay uh so we uh we'll be back in a moment to discuss uh, lex's impressions of return of the jedi
0: Hey, do you find the capsule episodes of Not Playing a little too short for you? Do you want to know more about every second of the movie that we've watched together? Why,
1: yes, you do. And you can do it by becoming a member of The Incomparable. I can? You can. Well, not you, because you're probably already a member. But the good news is, if you want to hear all of our commentary, the blow-by-blow of Lex and Dan watching the entire Star Wars saga, you sign up to be a member at TheIncomparable.com slash members, you pick your membership plan, You uh, allocate a little bit of money towards not playing because you love us so much, and Bob's your uncle.
0: Wow. I'll be there.
1: (laughs) Lex Friedman. Yes, Dan. You have completed the original Star Wars trilogy. What are you going to do next? I'm going to watch another one. Smart move. Smart move. Well, that is Return of the Jedi, and with it, the original three Star Wars movies.
0: Your thoughts, Mr. Friedman? The floor is yours. I'll tell you, I uh, I liked it. I have concerns, but I liked it. I uh, I enjoyed the experience of watching I liked it. I think this is probably sacrilege. I think I liked it more than The Empire Strikes Back. It seems to me, and I don't know when I would do this, it seems to me I should probably watch Empire Strikes Back again. Okay. Um, right. But... Probably not for a podcast, but I, I, I would say that I I liked it. I understood the plot, which is a big win for me. It's easy when they have a Death Star to blow up, right? Like, it yes. really simplifies matters. And there, there was not that much planet hopping. True, yeah. There, there were a couple. You know, we talked as we were watching about the seemingly unnecessary complexity of freeing Han and then eventually even more of them. <laughs> From uh, Jabba the Hutt early in the film, especially once they had Lando in there undercover, it feels like they could have done this a little more simply than it ended up being. And then, fortunately for all of us, Jabba had like a um, a James Bond villain esque plan for their deaths versus just you know sure. I mean, killing that's, them.
1: That's kind of the that's kind of the. The genre, though, right? Yes. Like, I mean, I'll I feel like it. it's okay, and it's like you know, we compared it in the incomparable episode that we did to it to like a Ocean's Eleven style, like definitely right. overcomplicated, but it's fun. Yes. And that that action scene is one of my favorite sort of non-space action sequences in the entire Star Wars saga. Just I, I, enjoy that that fight on the skiffs and everything. It's it's fun.
0: Yeah, I I get it, and it's 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 a movie, and so I'm fine with it. And then I really, like I said, I I really. Understood where the story went and their overall plans. I apologize because I really did not so much remember that one, uh, uh, the one other female character who comes in, <laughs> who's you know, like, who is she?
1: Yeah, that is Mon Mothma. She's a she's a head of the rebellion. So we see her played by a different actress in Rogue One at the very oh, beginning of the movie when they actress. recruit Jin. And but she's wearing the same garb, and she's you know looks very similar. So because
0: you know in every other movie it's Leia who's kind of given the battle plans, and this time she's like, okay, I'll do whatever the other people say, which I thought was interesting. As we discussed, I also I was shocked by Yoda's death; did not see that mm, coming. Mm. And I I don't think it's a, a plot hole per se, but it's 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 sort of like a a space time continuum problem where in The Empire Strikes Back, Luke leaves Dagobah before having complete. I can't believe I know these things, before he has completed his training, uh, which is a mistake, which we all can agree is a mistake, and leads to suffering for him and his friends and the galaxy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then he returns to Dagobah, and he you was know, like, well, now your training's complete. <laughs> but yeah. all he did was abandon his training, so clearly he had to do that to complete his training.
1: Yeah, I think the the argument is that is not the way that Yoda and Obi-Wan would have preferred that he finish his training. But now that he's sort of gone through that trial, like there's nothing else. Like they were training him up to face Vader and he faced Vader and survived. I think their concern was he would die, right? And they would be screwed because they would have to find another way. And so he faced Vader and survived, you know, at a cost, but he made it out. And so they're like, well... You know, you've already gone up against Vader. There's not that much more that we have to necessarily teach you right now, but you're gonna have to like take another shot at it, basically, because he's still around and you know, that's our only shot.
0: Okay. I'll accept that. That it was the wrong way, but it did work nonetheless. All right, I can yeah, I can take that. Yeah. So let's let's jump ahead to the real meat of the situation. First of all, I would really I don't know if they ever plan to make this movie. The Emperor is is Darth Sidious, is that right? Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, you Sorry. don't like that.
1: Well, no, you know. So, among the many retcons that have effects on this movie, that is one, right? Because in the movie, in these movies, he's only ever referred to as the Emperor. So, I don't know. The Darth Sidious tag always seemed a little eye roll inducing. But yeah, but so
0: I will. Point I would out love uh, to see the Emperor's backstory. Was my point that I was going to make? Because he is really evil.
1: I, I think that there's you know, we get his backstory sort of in the prequels, right? Like, And so I will say that the actor who plays him here is the same actor who plays him in all three prequels, Ian McDermott. And this is by far my favorite performance by him because there is something... He, he just nails the exceedingly creepiness. And some of it is also that we see less of... He's so hooded and shadowed. Like, yeah. when you see it's him, not it's not just really evil, scary it's like, and
0: disturbing. Yeah, he's evil and he's he's like... He's almost obnoxious too, which yes. goes really well with evil. Like, because he's enjoying and it. And the delivery. I just love the I love the
1: voice. I love the mannerisms. Like, I really feel like this is such a great... And as a kid, the Emperor terrified me in a way that, you know, that Vader even did not. Like, Vader is scary right. and ominous, but the Emperor is just like creepy right and right. and i think that Vader's performance scary is fine. but vader's also
0: cool right yeah, like, exactly you don't want to root for him but like he's cool where uh palpatine is just pure evil like i wouldn't right, want to right. dress up as palpatine
1: no like. no no one no one wants it.
0: yeah that, that i've seen some so cosplay it's, it's scary i want this original trilogy to be about the good guys defeating the bad guys and big picture it is long term I'm not sure exactly how I feel about this alleged and then really extra reinforced redemption story for Darth Vader. I don't feel like I'm I'm into it. No, okay, I, all right. I was going to it with an open mind, and I did not first. I didn't know if he was going to die or not, and I I realized as we were getting closer, he was going to save. As we were watching, I, was thinking, I think I see he was going. and I'm yeah. not sure I like it. Uh, I saw that he was going to save Luke, and first of all, I complained to you that uh, Palpatine's electroshock therapy is going to kill luke but then he gets interrupted and so then luke is just fine i find that weird well uh, he's, he's a little you know it's not like he's he's
1: totally he's fine with yeah him. he's not it's not like incapacitating him you're right
0: yeah so vader decides i'm gonna save him because he's my son and sure. And it's also, by the way, it's super weird to me that Luke is like calls him dad over and over again. Like, I don't know. I don't quite buy that either, but fine. But so Darth Vader says, I'm going to save you. And then Luke's like, I'm going to help you get to freedom, dad, who is responsible for the deaths of many, 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 mm-hmm. many living creatures. Yep. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to help you to safety. Help me take off my mask. Okay. And it's like, I'm proud of you, boy. <laughs> like, way to go. F- I can even almost tolerate that. I don't love it. I don't love it because I still think he's a bad guy. And I think we're giving a little bit too much of a hero's farewell. But then he gets to be one of the three smiling, waving Jedi proud of Luke for what he's done at the end. And that to me is a bridge too far. Hmm. Like, he does not deserve that level of ascendancy to me.
1: I want to know how you would have felt by it if I had showed you the special edition, and and I believe not even the special edition, but there's a later DVD release of these movies in which Lucas altered more things, and in that one, the ghost who shows up at the end is our old friend Hayden Christensen, (laughs) which I find just terrible. (laughs) It's like, I do not want to be reminded of that movie right now. I agree with you that there is a... I think, and this is where we talked about this before because of the whole like ghost thing, right? And like, why don't all the Jedis do that? And we have that whole weird Qui-Gon
0: explanation. Wait, did you say Jedis? Isn't the plural of Jedi, Jedi?
1: Uh, yeah, I've heard it both ways. Uh, <laughs> but we've had that conversation by like the end of episode three. They're like, oh yeah, we heard from Qui-Gon. He's fine. <laughs> like he figured out <laughs> how to become immortal. And we, I mean, I think what you're supposed to take away is there's like a technique. And if you know you're going to die, there's a way that you can sort of be subsumed by the force and obi-wan has learned this and yoda has learned this and that's fine i'm okay with that it doesn't make sense to me and not to get like super nitpicky about it but like both of them disappear right whereas vader there's still a body as far as we can tell and i agree with you why would he have learned to master this how come he gets to be part of the the force i i agree with you i don't get it i feel like it was done as a story device to show these are his, like, three father figures, right? And I can kind of let it go with that because it's, like, a symbolic thing. But you're right that in the, in the
0: internal consistency of the movies, it doesn't really make any sense. See, I don't even buy it as a father figure. He has barely spent any time with this guy. Like he, he has not the only, well, I'm sorry, not father. figure is his literal father and his two father figures. Right. Okay. But I, I don't know I, that really bugged me. I would say, okay uh, not enough to, you know, ruin my experience of the movie, but it's just, I don't buy it. It feels like for no reason that I find justifiable. We're trying to make a really pat, Double happy, double plus good, happy ending of, look, everybody's turning out great. <laughs> and well, I, uh, he's killed many, many, many people. Yeah, like, I, many people. I, I'm not, I,
1: you know what? I'm not disputing with him. I'm not going to argue with Vader. Darth is <laughs> you know, I think there is an interesting story of redemption, and I I prefer that, that it's Vader that kills the Emperor, you know, instead of Luke, because... Don't tell me he didn't edit where <laughs> Luke does
0: it, too, right? That didn't happen.
1: No, uh, I prefer. I prefer, you know, as opposed to like having Luke kill the Emperor, which I think would have been too rote. It's not even that. It's that you know, Vader. To me, Vader has realized that it's not about even just saving his son physically, but it's about saving his soul, kind of right where because if if Luke kills him, like that's kind of you know giving into the dark side. Whereas Vader's like, I'm already lost. I am already tainted. Maybe I can do one good thing. And that doesn't necessarily absolve him of all of his sins, but it is a it is a brief shot at, at redemption of a sort. So I, I agree I don't think he should be absolved of all the bad things that he did. But the whole point that Luke is trying to make is there is some
0: good in him, and yeah, he's not and totally so, lost. Listen, I... <laughs> clearly, as I have said, I think in all these episodes, they've done many things right in the storytelling and Lucas knows what he's doing and this is his story to tell. I think were I getting to that point in the narrative, uh, Vader would be sacrificing himself while he kills Palpatine, right? Like he would have to go over the edge with him there okay. and fall together. And then it's like he has shown that, that Lucas right, there's an ounce of good, but there's maybe a little bit less... A geography that has to happen after the fact. Because I'm not that part bothered me. Because like, again, it's a bad dude. It's, like, it's like, I don't want to use any real world examples because it feels too trite, but it's like if Hitler helps yeah. an old lady cross the street, <laughs> I'm not super proud of Hitler. Like so he did one thing right. That's fine. I but, mean he does he does arguably
1: give his life to a certain extent because he is he is he is he dies, right?
0: Like yes. But I want him to die right then and not get I don't want him to have the sweet goodbye.
1: Okay. You don't want that
0: resolution. Right. It must have creeped people out when they showed his face. Yeah, I think so. I mean... I didn't realize how much the uh, Darth Vader mask was affecting his face. I mean, (laughs) affecting his voice.
1: Yeah. When he spoke. (laughs) Yeah. Because he goes
0: to the the bodysuit actor's voice,
1: right? It's not even the bodysuit actor. It's another actor. So there are (laughs) multiple... There are multiple... So you've got James Earl Jones doing the voice. Throughout right. the trilogy, David Prowse is the person who is in the suit most of the time, except I believe there are some cases some the where there's scenes. a stunt to, yeah, a stunt double. Yeah. And that actor at the end is a British actor named Sebastian Shaw. So totally different guy. Um, Why? And I, I assume that's just a casting thing. I mean, oh, they yeah. just wanted somebody who looked a particular way. So... And and David Prowse I guess didn't fit that bill. I think he was, as I recall later, he might have been upset because I think he was upset to find out that James Earl Jones was going to be dubbing all his lines in the first place.
0: Yeah, he considered it uh, reverse racism. I believe is the quote <laughs> that I read. That's true.
1: Uh, I. It's not it. true that it's
0: reverse racism. It's true that he said it. That's yeah, D-
1: David Prowse is. Yeah, he's an interesting guy. Yeah, so I, I understand your your concerns and they're they're noted. I think that's that's a fair argument. Uh, I'm okay with the the ultimate resolution of it just because there is a there is a emotional beat to be had there but i i understand where you're coming from
0: yeah yeah okay well i'm so, i'm thinking about some other moments like i i thought that most of the actors had some of their i don't know if i want to say best or better performance i thought the performances here were consistently better than in most of the previous ones Okay, I really actually liked. <laughs> you don't see Mark Hamill in all that much. You hear him in some things. You don't see him in that much outside of these movies. At least I don't. Mm-hmm. And I thought that here he really and maybe it's the journey of his character, maybe it's the journey of him as an actor. I don't know, but I thought here he really embodied the role in a way that I found satisfying. Where he had a a different sense of confidence and determination, and almost not quite swagger, but there was just something about the way he carried himself in this one, even early on, that really made his character feel more fully developed. To me, and I like that. And I, of well, course, it probably helps. He's got two movies before him, too. So, <laughs> yes, of course, Harrison Ford was great. And I really th- actually thought that uh, Carrie Fisher was excellent. And I thought, I don't know, I, I really I liked a lot of the performances in this one. I mentioned to you as we were watching that I, I thought I had recalled that some Star Wars faithful fans are not huge. Ewok fans and i got that they uh that got tiring and you could not appreciate this analogy having not seen the films but i think that the um the minions are the direct descendants of ewoks and more maybe even done better i'm not saying they should go back and do an edit (laughs) of the film with although i would watch it i would go from zero showings to two in a very short time but (laughs) Uh, there are two ewok movies
1: i will just throw that out there I was not They're, aware of that. They were like made for TV movies uh, oh,
0: from the early mid 80s. It's there's just too much of them. Like if it was yeah, if I it was agree. a couple scenes or shorter scenes that'd be one thing but there's, there's a like- lot of Ewok It is a lot. It just goes on and on. And I will
1: give you my favorite quote of all time about the Ewoks, which is from the Simon Pegg Nick Frost series Spaced, one of my favorite shows ever, in which Tim, the main character played by Simon Pegg, who works in a comic shop and is a huge nerd. There's a kid comes in and asks for a Jar Jar doll because this is set around the time of the Phantom Menace. And Tim berates him and he gets called into and talk to his boss. And he's like, oh, come on. Like, what's so wrong with the with, you know, Jar Jar? I mean, the, the results really had the Ewoks. And 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 his line is: I'll have to bleep this. Uh, Jar Jar Binks makes the Ewoks look like f***ing Shaft. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which makes you laugh every time. Um, I uh, there, the 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 one of these battle scenes, it really seemed like the Ewoks were uh, without having seen the movie yet, channeling Kevin in Home Alone, like <laughs> with the intricacies of the traps they were laying for the uh imperial forces. Yeah. Uh, so I I don't know. It seemed a little a little campy to me. Yep. Sure. I also I will say I have been bragging that <laughs> bragging I've been bragging that I understood the plot in this one. Uh, some of the nuance of the battle I think was probably or or the the machinations machinations and the battle together were probably lost on me. Like I got that this planet they were on is what generates the field that protects the Death Star in progress. Uh, I was surprised that whatever that facility was that they tried to break into and eventually they had to use like social engineering <laughs> to get into. <laughs> I, I didn't expect. There, I thought that was just like a facility that ran the shield and they had to shut it down. I didn't expect there were going to be a bunch more forces in there. So I was surprised when it, when they opened it up and then a whole bunch more of um, Vader's army comes storming. Well, there like, they're,
1: is that. a trap. That's that's the whole point is that they right. were they were waiting in, in for them to go in because they knew they'd have to try to blow up the shield. Now, have we seen Akbar before this movie? Mm, no, I don't think so. Okay, because he had a lot to do. Yeah, um, there's another character who is similar in. There's a character of the same species in Rogue One that we saw, okay. but he's not Admiral Ackbar; he's a different name.
0: Okay, because uh, it seemed like he had a, like you know he had a lot to carry and a lot of import, but the physicality of that character made it very hard for him to emote. And I, as I was saying to you while we watched it, I know the the it's a trap meme, so I expected that was going to have like a uh vader at the end of episode three style delivery like it's a trap i was expecting so much more than this <laughs> he's like it's a trap <laughs> like yeah. it was so matter it's like well, i don't know why that became a thing that people really glide on to i don't
1: know either uh i guess it's just kind of like some of this, is, it's just like totally obvious, right? Everyone's like, yeah, duh, it's a trap. <laughs> We've all been saying that for a little, like five I minutes. I do already. love the robot chicken uh, from the, I think the first robot chicken Star Wars special. There's a bit with the uh, Admiral Akbar cereal where the Admiral <laughs> Akbar watches and goes, it's a trap, Admiral Akbar. <laughs> and then it gives them Admiral <laughs> Akbar cereal. It's, it's, that's a pretty great bit. You can watch those now. They'll be funnier for
0: you. <laughs> that's wonderful. But I, I, I liked it. Oh, you know, I wanted to also mention, and I, definitely I, I think and feel free to correct me if I get this wrong I think there are a variety of characters or species who don't get named or maybe get named at the most once during the films and then people know them because of novelizations or comic books action or figures man that's right. what it's about <laughs> and so like because so there's a character whose costume I every time I felt took me out of the film where it's like he was worked on Lando's ship I think and he had like a half face mask with his bottom half of his face showing or like his lower jaw showing. And it just seemed like really plasticky and fake. Do you know the one I mean? Which, which guy was this? I don't know. It was a weird looking guy. He didn't talk that much, but I believe he was on, on the, I believe he was with Lando. Yeah. Lando's co-pilot, Nyan Nub, yeah. Uh, yeah. who is
1: uh, <laughs> uh Yeah. He's, I think he, I think he might be a puppet actually really because it just looked really weird yeah i i get that but i mean i don't know it's as of the times i mean i Ak- actually think it's a puppet mask yeah there are some of them that are combinations including i think akbar is part puppet part mask it's yeah in, different in different shots maybe i'm not sure exactly right. what the special effects are but i i understand what you're saying uh that's fair i mean there's a lot of costume even for me watching it now and i haven't watched these in, with as much of a critical eye in recent years but watching them with you definitely like makes me think about as i said in one of the earlier one like through your eyes and watching them with more critical eyes and i can see that the stuff is aged you know and and not well in every case that's fine like i understand that nostalgia plays a part in my fondness for you know, the way some of these things look. Sure. And and you know, it's there's so also some of these things don't bug me because I'm just I'm used to them. I've seen them a million times. So I, I do, you know, I, I do sometimes watch through your eyes and be like, if I were seeing this for the first time, would I think this looks ridiculous? And sometimes it's like, okay, yeah, I can see that. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, I like one of the things I've always enjoyed about it is that there are these huge variety of aliens and species and they don't spend the time time with like every single one being like, you're a this and you're a that, right? Like I feel like yep. that's unnecessary just it's nice that there's just this big world full of crazy creatures and aliens and that's fine. You just sort of roll with
0: it. Gotcha. So yeah, I liked this one. I, I would put it up there in my, uh, in my top three, which I guess would be in no particular order. Uh, new hope rogue one, and now uh, return of the Jedi. I liked it. Okay. All right. I did not. I felt like this was a fine use of my time. tonight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. So, there's the argument, and we talked about this way back. Cast your mind all the way back to episode one. I'd rather and We talked not. about this at the time. I know, and I, and this is one of the things that I think led Lucas down the path that he went down in the the prequel trilogy, is that he so. To continue the metaphor that we have back from episode one, Vader is basically a Christ figure, right? Like, and so at the yes. end, you're supposed to get the idea that he, you know, he essentially died for your sins. <laughs> um, and so the entire six, you know, episodes are, you know, I think he Lucas decided to view those as the story of Anakin Skywalker rather than the story. You know, it's it's not really the story of Darth Vader because I think totally to your point. There's not a lot of character growth in the rest of the original trilogy for Vader. Yes, he finds out he has a son and he sort of makes like these his machinations where he's like come and, and join me and we'll overthrow the emperor. But there's not as to your point, like it's really not until the end of the third movie that we get any sort of redemption from him whatsoever. So, I find it really hard to follow that argument and and Especially because, as we mentioned, with the prequel trilogy, it's really hard to sympathize with Anakin at all in those last two movies, you know, when he goes evil. Like, that that journey makes no sense. And so it's hard to view the whole trilogy as a whole from that. Like, I feel like there is potentially a story that could be told there that is an interesting fall and redemption, but that this makes it really hard because it's so disjointed Uh, in the way it was approached kind of backwards.
0: The only place I'm going to challenge you on that is, and I don't want to repeat myself too much from the beginning of this conversation I agree with you 100% that episode three could have done a better job could have done a job of showing why he decides to turn evil uh, versus not really showing any reason but that said if the rest of the story is going to continue as it has with the building of not one but two death stars and lots of destruction of innocent people like even if i have a better justification for why he turns evil there's still no redemption story they're like yep he deserved that redemption like he's, it's all is forgiven because of all the crappy things he does in between that's like, fine i've got to say, say
1: that's a i'm gonna say take a step away from the story and say that's a philosophical argument rather than a story argument though so and, and and again i think we can we can differ in our in our interpretation some people that that's a whole argument of like religion and philosophy right like does do good acts redeem you from bad acts or no and that's I think it's a, a maximum a- quantity
0: on Bad acts, but okay. <laughs> I can't define the number, but, like, well, I mean, how many people do you think he's killed? I believe I looked at a death toll on IMDb and it was like 2 million people died <laughs> in one of these movies or something. Well, again,
1: then your argument would be, was he directly responsible for all those yes. deaths? Yes. Was he? Tarkin was running the first Death Star. Like, Whatever. you know, they, that was not necessarily him. And then the question is, can you quantify the number of people he he saved by killing the Emperor and... Thus releasing the galaxy from the yoke of the empire. I cannot believe you're a Vader
0: apologist. This is blowing my mind. <laughs> I'm not an apologist, I'm just saying like it's hard to get a full picture you of. it. You love Vader. That's all it is. <laughs> um It's uh, here's here's the thing that I think Are is. Are you the suggesting for me. Uh, why you why you were evadering this question?
1: Like, <laughs> I, I I have a serious <laughs>
0: Like you just mentioned Tarkin, and I had to really work hard and, <laughs> and fire up some some backup servers in my brain to understand who that was. Like, I definitely know the overall story now in a way that I did not before. I know far more details than I knew before, but I would still say I am far from an expert, right? Having seen all of the original canon and the prequels, I'm only one movie shy right now. Like, there's an ol- the only if you're counting just the film releases cinematic releases i'm only I'm, I'm only out one right just the force awakens left mm-hmm. but yeah i don't have i don't have well, your encyclopedic ex- knowledge. Ex- expertise, I, I never will
1: expertise comes with repeated viewing right like there's no way you're going to be yeah. an expert after one one viewing of these movies right so i'll see you next week when we rewatch all of it <laughs>
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah tune in next season when we listen to these episodes and narrate them well no the next season we'll just watch them we'll watch the originals yeah. first and then we'll watch we'll watch oh. them in the order they were released instead wait can we do machete order yeah. i don't even know what that is machete order is one of those things as i described to you before where it's like let's justify that some of the prequels are worth watching and some of them aren't and i'm like i don't know how you make that
0: determination <laughs> Well, well, I'm, I am I am delighted to have completed the original trilogy. It feels like a weight has been lifted. No joke. Like, hey, now I've seen all those movies that everybody else has seen. So I sent you good. like
1: a, I sent you a Star Wars comic earlier in the week, and I'm like, you
0: get this joke now. <laughs> I will say, I probably got that joke even before having seen the movies. Yeah, but now you appreciate it a little bit more. Like, you've that's put true. in the time. That's so right. I feel like this has really opened up a lot of possibilities for you in terms of experiencing pop culture. And, you know, we didn't mention this at the top, but I think... And, again, not an expert. I think it was maybe the best written of the opening crawls. Okay. It was, it was plain language and simple, and it, there was no Senate or politics <laughs> to get into. It was like, the bad guys are being even worse, and uh, the rebels are going to try to stop that. Like I, I liked it, so I approved of that language.
1: That's good. Yeah, I, you know. so this is also the first of the Star Wars movies that I saw in the theater. Really? Oh, right, because I know when you were born, so that makes sense. Wait, you could not have been very old. Uh, I was, I think, four because this was this was back in the day where they would re-release stuff in the cinemas later on. Yeah, and I will confess, as I think I've told the story before, I, I haven't. I didn't see the whole thing in the theater because I got really scared by Job of the Hut, <laughs> and I had to be taken outside and like watch <laughs> very through a window. early in the movie. Yeah, I definitely remember seeing a lot of it. I can't vouch for how much how much time my parents like stood outside Because this was the day, it was like a crappy old movie theater and it had like doors that had like little thin windows in them. You know, those like little, you know, those panes of glass that have like the, the chicken wire inside them? For whatever reason, it had like a little window on the door. And so I remember my dad holding me and watching parts of it through that little window. But I don't remember, I can't tell you how much of it I actually ended up seeing. But I do remember that it was Job of the Hutt that I was like, nope i'm out or maybe even his little sidekick with him. <laughs> like that really really freaked me out
0: i'm also gonna say there were like gremlin rat hybrids with jabba the hut early on mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like the no, weird little there's one little guy who is his like okay, little so just flunky. that one yeah i hate that guy Yeah, like not because not because he's evil or whatever just because like that really felt like it was from another movie <laughs> i always enjoyed salacious crumb He's salacious kind of, crumb is his name that's his name <laughs> that was gonna be my name um <laughs> if i was a girl but the, the i don't know i that one really just felt like com- it honestly if this were a prequel i think that salacious crumb would get the hate that jar jar got <laughs> it just felt so over the top and and whatever no, he, know. he's in much less than the movie and he has no lines that helps that helps oh no he has lines well most of his lines are <laughs> they're, they're just cackling all he does is cackle uh, Jabba, though has an incredible laugh. Like that is a good oh, laugh. That is a good laugh. Ha, 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 ha,
1: ha. I know that laugh. <laughs> it's really distinctive. Yeah, this does have some of my favorite snappy writing too, just from the banter. Because my my friend and I from college are known to say to each other like, "How we doing? Same as always. Not bad, huh?" That's
0: <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty solid. Good. Solid. And solid. I I actually really appreciated. That what motivates Han to finally verbalize his love for Leia is that she has a gun and is going to be able to kill these two, um, what do you call them? Stormtroopers. <laughs> Stormtroopers. I knew they had a name. And uh, the fact that they reversed their lines from the other. I liked it. I liked it's that. nice. It's a nice callback. Yeah. Cause it's, and it's it's a callback that's not it's not winking right it's not it's it's intentional yeah. sometimes you see callbacks where it's like just for the sake of having a callback and the characters aren't doing it knowingly it's just right you know, right for the yeah. audience but here it's the characters person you know intentionally i liked it i like it. it felt yeah. real it was part it's of good. what made all the it's characters good. feel realer to me this time
1: yeah um this movie i'm trying to think i i detailed some of the changes to you as we went like the, the musical number in java's palace is different uh, there are some additional added lines here and there trying to remember, because I haven't even seen all of the, like I said, this is something that has been iterated upon and Luke has kept making changes in various releases. So I haven't even seen the full version of like the most recent one with all of the releases, which I think I had to look up. I told you at some point that there's a, in the scene where Vader throws the Emperor, you know, he's like looking back and forth between Luke and the Emperor and And there's there is a version in which he goes like, "No, no, no and i <laughs> I had to watch it on YouTube, and I was like, "This is awful. it's just it sounds so much cheesier like i'm fine with you like you know with with acknowledging that there might be some cheesiness in there but this is like adding the no from episode three into another movie and being like that no was so bad it's bled over and affected other movies now (laughs) it got out it's viral
0: uh the only other question that i had and i mentioned this to you while we were watching is what is jabba doing with these women (laughs)
1: I, do I wanna know? <laughs> I I think the answer is you probably don't want to know. I always just felt like I can't tell if they're simply trophies. I think or that's if he's... M- I think that's more where it's where it's going. I think it's more of just a like a like a power thing. It is pretty disturbing. Yeah, I mean and I think it's supposed to there was a good um someone had this is I think a thing going around on Twitter at some point, which is somebody asking, like, I'm gonna show this movie to my kids, how do I explain the whole like slave princess thing? And yeah. I think there was a meme where it's essentially explaining like just to say, I think maybe Carrie Fisher there or something like, "Oh yeah, he Jabba made me want to wear it. I didn't want to wear it, so I killed him." And I'm like, "That's a pretty succinct explanation." <laughs> like, I feel like that's a that's a reasonable way to explain that. Yeah. He, he was a jerk and made me put on this thing that was uncomfortable and, and skimpy. And I decided I didn't want to do that. So I murdered him with
0: a chain. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. I, I would say even prior to her famous bikini scenes, I really thought that Carrie was like especially beautiful in this movie. <laughs> uh.
1: Uh, I mean, she, she, is, she, is, she is a very attractive, beautiful woman in these movies. And she does a great job in all of, I think she is a... She, more than even some of the other, I mean, you mentioned Mark Hamill, but I think her evolution through these movies is also worth worth noting in that I think she does a great job giving this character more and more depth and weight as they go along in all these different ways. Because she is, this is a movie where she doesn't, as with all the movies to a certain extent, she is not merely there as a love interest or a sidekick, right? Like she is intricately involved in a lot of what goes on and is a proactive part of it
0: yeah yeah well i damn i'm so happy that you uh forced me to watch these movies that was that a pun it's unacceptable forced yes forced (laughs) yes it was uh that joke i intended uh (laughs) so but no i'm 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 genuinely happy because i didn't hate all of them and i genuinely like some of them so really (laughs) i think it worked out as well as could be hoped
1: you liked most of the ones you
0: were supposed to like, and you disliked all
1: most of the ones you were supposed to dislike. We'll put it that way. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think I would say I I enjoyed four of seven that I've seen. No, that's and good. I genuinely right. liked three of seven. That I. I've seen. It makes me sad that the one that you did
1: not like is my favorite. But I didn't dislike it. I, I just it, I don't know. it, felt it didn't work. It didn't work for you.
0: This one did not feel long. I don't know if it's. I, my guess is probably the longest of the three because they seem to get longer each time. I think it is a few minutes longer. Than, but yeah. it felt it felt like. Things just kept moving along, and I really had no idea what was going to happen, and I, that helps. Good. Okay. Well,
1: I'm glad that you have managed to see all these. I'm glad you enjoyed most of them. That's that's great. We have only one movie left at present, and that is episode seven, The Force Awakens, and
0: I, my understanding is you know zero about that, so that's exciting yeah well i uh i do know zero about the force awakens other than jj and i believe i think we talked about this i i've heard that it really closely mirrors the plot of a new hope which Mm -hmm. hopefully gives me a leg up on (laughs) understanding what's happening (laughs) i think you'll i think you'll have a good time all right well thank you dear listeners for tuning in and make sure you watch or listen to well watch along with us and listen next week as we enjoy the force is it coming out weekly or every other week watch the next episode there you go (laughs) we do the force awakens and then we're going to do the fives awakens it's going to be great so look
1: forward to that and until next time lex dan keep watching the (laughs) star i only say it now because it makes you laugh so much (laughs)
0: I really thought he started that by saying, oh, crap, but I guess not. All craft. I like my line better. (laughs) Oh, crap.